ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Oh, oh, there's one just under there. Oh, yeah, just in that little corner. So that's five. Pretty much anywhere you live in the world, there will be a daddy long leg spider in the room with you. Oh, I'm not going out there. I have a soccer. Oh, look, I can see one already. Look, up here in the corner. They kind of remind me a little bit of the War of the Worlds thing where it's just very out of proportion, teeny tiny body and huge legs that look a little bit ungainly but kind of cute at the same time. Oh yeah, once I was going to have a bath and then I, I saw Daddy Long Legs washed up in there I was like, there might be venom. Oh! And I went in the shower instead. Yeah, Welcome to What the Duck. I'm Anne Jones, your research assistant, but only for the really weird nature topics. And my DMs, my emails, and let's face it, my day-to-day life are filled with people giving me all the research tasks. Like... Did you know that the Daddy Longlegs is the most venomous spider in the world? Mm, God... Now I need to go down a daddy long legs wormhole. Yeah, sure. So I'll just, I'll have a look at the one I've actually got in the corner right up here above my desk. But luckily I've got good company. Dr Lizzie Lowe is an inverter nerd, the communications officer for Invertebrates Australia, a scientific charity, and her PhD was all about city spiders. They are very characteristic with their very long legs, right? Like if you look at them closely, you wouldn't actually be able to tell they have two body parts because their bodies are teeny, teeny, tiny. And then they've got these super long legs. Spindly too. Their legs are as thick as a string of spider web. Speaking of which... They will usually be in a web. They love corners. Yeah, you rarely see them set up shop in the middle of a straight run. They're always tucked into an angle somewhere. People would characterise them as being the ones that kind of in these dark, dingy places of their houses. Okay, I'm finding this moderately offensive that Lizzie is implying that my house is dingy because these things are all over the place. Um, Yeah. They have quite a messy web, so it's not what you would think about, you know, if you go into your garden, you see those beautiful kind of circular orb webs. That's not this spider. They have a really kind of messy, stringy, long web that they use to catch the other things that are around your house. So how many daddy long legs in a house do you think is too many? Oh, well, that's a hard one. They will self-select. I mean, they know how many is too many. They, they, they've got their corner. They're not going to let anyone else take over that corner. So how many corners? We've got four corners in the room. I reckon that's probably, that's probably a loading capacity. Right. So if the average Australian home is three bedrooms, <laughs> plus there's a kitchen, bath, laundry and living, each four corners, that's eight times four, which is 32. Does your home carry its potential full capacity of 32 daddy long legs? I'm guessing, like, I have never seen a single daddy long legs, so I'm guessing, like... Three. Okay, let's go have a look. Where should we look? Um, I reckon in the back Charlie and Olivia are still at primary school and they're going on a daddy long legs hunt with their mum, Patria, producer of this fine podcast. It's tiny, but hidden oh, yeah. in it. Yeah, I can see it up there. Okay. I reckon they might be in like, um, a, like inside of the lamp. Like, no, I think they'll be more in the backyard and the front yard. No, they're in houses, definitely inside. Yeah. Just look at all the corners and. You'll see them. Yeah, I reckon there's one just under the ladder in there. Okay, yep, so we'll count that as two. All right, keep going. Let's do. 
Yep, every room in the house. They're um, always about these daddy long legs, or it seems like it anyway. But it has occurred to me that referring to every single one of them as daddy is both, one, weird, and two, possibly offensive. In general, good rule of thumb for spiders is that the female is bigger than the males. That's pretty much universally true for spiders. Dr Samantha Nixon is a research scientist at the University of California, San Francisco, and she studies neurotoxins that occur in nature. And big spiders are successful spiders. They are well-fed, happy spiders. And I can vouch for a couple of these absolute whoppers. I reckon I had one daddy or mummy long legs near the dinner table, which had a leg span of over four centimetres. But then there are some that just look malnourished. So am I looking at spiders that are all the same species? Telling the species apart is very, very difficult. And there's actually over 1,800 species of cellar spiders found around the world. So some of the ways that we can actually tell them apart is by looking at the colour. But usually what we have to do is we actually have to put the spiders under a microscope and look at very fine anatomical details around the eyes, around the body shape, the fang structure to tell them apart. So unless you want to get really up close and personal with your cellar spiders, you can probably lump them all together as daddy long legs. <laughs> so daddy long legs, I get lots of emails about these little dudes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Ooh. What sort of emails do you get? Oh, just so many questions. I think because people encounter them all the time, they're just so fascinating to people about, you know, what's actually going on with them. So the first thing is I often get this comment from people that are like, did you know daddy long legs aren't even spiders? Oh, if I had a dollar for every time. <laughs> so what are they? This is actually a surprisingly controversial question. I think it depends where you come from. Okay, so it's it's the name we've got to sort out here, right? Okay, so there are multiple things that are called daddy long legs. So me growing up in Queensland, daddy long legs are spiders. That's the name that I would use to refer to the family of spiders falsidae which are sometimes known as cellar spiders. But the confusion comes is that there is a different type of arachnid called a harvestman. 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 And they are also called daddy long legs, especially in the US. You'll find that daddy long legs will kind of be the preferential term for harvestman. Harvestman, which are another group of arachnids that are not spiders. And both the falsidae spiders and the harvestman, they kind of look similar. They've got these big long legs and small bodies, but there's a lot of differences between them. Uh, and then there's a slightly added complication that in the UK they call crane flies, which are a fly with really, really long legs. The ones that when you see them, you think it's a mutant mosquito come to steal your firstborn. They call that a daddy long legs. So there's, it's obvious there is confusion there. So anyway, it's the harvestmen that I keep on receiving emails about, and they're from an order of arachnids called opiliones. I hope I said that right. The harvestmen, they kind of look like these ovals with these very, very long legs. The head and the body kind of look fused together, and they don't actually have fangs. They have tiny chelicera, like little tiny scorpion claws on the front of their face. And they also don't actually have venom. The harvestmen will scavenge things, so they eat a mixture of vegetation, dead insects, whatever they can basically find. But if you look really closely, spiders will have two body parts, so the, what we call the daddy long legs, two body parts, long legs, uh, whereas a harvestman has one body part, 
really long legs. If you're in Australia, you're talking about daddy long legs, it's definitely a spider. And right, look, we are an Australian podcast. You can tell that from the duck's accent. So from here on out, when you hear any of us saying daddy long legs, we're talking about the spider. And are these harvestmen in Australia anyway? Yes, so the harvestmen are found on all the continents except for Antarctica. And confusingly, so are the daddy long legs cellar spiders. There's actually about 1,800 species found on every continent except Antarctica. But the one that we as Australians tend to think of as the daddy long leg spider was actually introduced from Europe. Wait, they're not even a native spider that I'm welcoming into my humble abode? It's thought that they're probably not. There are definitely native species of these daddy long leg spiders in Australia, but it's very likely that the ones that have actually adapted really well to living in our houses are an introduced species that came from Europe when the first European settlers came. And I mean, they, they are fascinating in the fact that they have adapted so well to living in houses, right? I reckon they're probably one of the top kind of success stories for animals which have adapted to human habitats. You know, they'll be in every house and every garden, or pretty much every house in Australia. The search continues. There's a web in here. I'm just checking if there's anything in it. Behind this window, there's heaps of web. No shame. No, no shame in that. I wonder if we're going to get another one. My well, guess is the closest right now. Three. And look, I did a very non-scientific scientific poll over on my social media to see how many daddy long legs all of your apparently dank and dark houses have. And almost all of you had some. Some of you had close to the potential average loading of 32. But almost none of you were lacking in daddy long legs entirely. I mean, in truth... I don't know that I've ever lived in a house that didn't have daddy long legs. I thought the same thing growing up. That was the one spider that mum tolerated to live in the house, the daddy long legs. They were allowed to be in the corners, but all other spiders had to go. Why was that? Why did she tolerate the daddy long legs? She liked the way that they bounce. They have this funny bouncing walk. And she thought that they were completely harmless and that they kept away all the bad bad bugs, the mosquitoes, the redbacks. And I do remember as a kid once seeing a daddy long legs eating a redback spider. And from that day forward, they were allowed in the house. (laughs) And this brings us to the second thing that I get told all the time. This is the story that daddy long legs are the most dangerous spider in the world. They've got the most toxic venom in the world. And then there's two variations of the next bit. They'll never be able to bite you because they've only got tiny, tiny little teeth. (laughs) Or they'll never be able to bite you because their legs are so long that they can't make it all the way down to your skin. Oh, I love it. So what is the truth? Yeah, this is one of these myths that just refuses to die, doesn't it? I think Australians love the idea that they live with a super venomous spider in their houses, um, and that's why it's kind of perpetuated for so long. But, okay, firstly, it is a myth. Now, the daddy long legs do actually have fangs, and they do have venom. They have very, very small fangs that we call uncut fangs, which means that it is a little bit harder for them to pierce through kind of like our skin. But you know what other spider has this type of fang? The brown recluse, which is one of the spiders that we consider 
dangerous to people and is clearly capable of delivering a bite. It's an American spider, that one. So it's not that they can't bite us. They can. They probably choose not to because if you don't stress the spiders out, most spiders will actually choose not to bite you. They prefer to run away if they can. Me too. And I actually tried to look through the literature a little bit for documented bites by cellar spiders. And pretty much the only well-documented example is this 2004 Mythbusters television episode, which really sticks in my brain of Adam Savage putting his arm in a little tank of the cellar spiders and getting a small bite that was just very, very mild, a little bit of pain and itching and faded very, very quickly, which I think helped contribute a lot to my own journey towards getting over arachnophobia, that <laughs> these little guys in my house are okay to keep around. So they can bite if they really want to. But what about their venom? Is it really the most potent? When people have done studies of the daddy long legs venom, they found by comparing it to black widow venom in mice, it was much less toxic than black widows. Wait a second. Daddy long legs and the black widow? Sounds like a bad romance novel. It's very hard to extract much venom from these spiders. They're very small, they have very small glands. The team over in the US did a great study looking at the genetic material that encodes the spider venom and the different proteins that make up the spider venom. And they found that it's very different to the venoms of funnel webs or black widows or redback spiders that we consider medically dangerous. And generally it was just much weaker than those kinds of spiders. It had some insecticidal activity. It had some enzymes that contribute to breaking down the insects, but generally just not dangerous to people. How would you even milk a spider that has a body that's like three millimetres across? It is incredibly challenging. To collect venom from these spiders, one of my colleagues, Greta Binford, who does a lot of work on brown recluse and black widows, they actually anesthetize the spider and basically flip it on their back and put tiny little pipettes over the fangs and then vacuum suction the venom out. Right. The venom is both not very potent and also it comes in a tiny, tiny amount. So where did all of this, my spider's more venomous than your spider, come from? This kind of myth came about because daddy longlegs are spider eaters. So they actually prey upon other spiders. And so I think probably very early in Australia's kind of exploration of the wildlife living around their houses, somebody saw a daddy longlegs come along and eat a redback spider, which they would do quite frequently. Ah, yes, the redback, one of the most feared of all the spiders in Australia, fueled possibly because of that song about redbacks on the toilet seat. So somebody's observed this daddy longlegs eat a redback spider and they go, hang on a second, redbacks are so venomous, you know, if a daddy longlegs can eat a redback, surely it must be even more venomous. We know that these spiders are dangerous, they are capable of, you know, killing someone with their venom. If this spider eats it, it must be even stronger. It must be. But the truth is actually they're just super fast. Which brings us to that piece of advice you'll get from almost anyone. Keep the daddy long legs because they're going to kill every nasty spider in your house. The cellar spiders are what we call araniophages. They're spiders that actually eat other spiders. 
Araniophage means to eat arachnids. And they have a really cool way of doing that. They use this technique that is called aggressive mimicry. She's not talking about belligerent street mimes. So you've probably seen them in your house, hanging out in these kind of unstructured, haphazard looking webs, bouncing around on their long legs. Well, it turns out that for most spiders, you think about orb weavers, they have this beautiful big web, and when an insect gets stuck in the web, it causes this vibration that tells the spider that Uber Eats is here, food's arrived. They go up into the corner of the web and they grab their prey, wrap it up and eat it. And there's a few spiders, including the cellar spiders that have cottoned on to that idea. And what they'll do, the daddy long legs, is they go up to other spider webs and they start strumming, strumming the silk to trick the spider into thinking that food, there's some insect prey there. And they do this very particular bouncy walking or shivering and it's vibratory behaviour. It makes their footsteps sound like they're made by someone really tasty. And one of the challenges for the daddy long legs in navigating their webs is that they've got these very, very long legs. Uh, yeah. Many spiders will get stuck in the web of a different species of spider. The glue is a little bit specific to the spiders. So scientists observe that the daddies walk more slowly in alien webs. They're being more careful because they want to be the hunter, not the hunted. The daddy long legs have got around that by either walking over the top of their web with those very long legs. Or they step using only the tips of their legs to touch the web, the tarsies, so they don't get caught. Sometimes these tarsies, which look like little fluffy booties, do get caught. And the daddy long legs pulls it free and then grooms it before placing it down again like a meticulous cat. But if the tarsi becomes completely entangled... They actually bite their way through the silk. It grooms its foot. And lay down their own silk in its place. It heals the breach and the daddy long legs can then stand on that part without sticking because the silk is particular to the spider. So they're basically tricking the spiders into thinking that a lovely takeaway meal has arrived. Scientists call it aggressive mimicry. I call it going undercover. It's like the big bad wolf dressing up in a lamb costume, walking like a lamb, barring like a lamb, before wrapping you up, killing you, liquefying your intestines and drinking them with a straw. The daddy long legs is undertaking a several step process to fool the other spider. Uh, and then those spiders become the meal themselves. The daddy will turn to face the prey spider. And as the prey approaches, the daddy lifts its body up on its high-rise legs and it waits for the prey to literally rub up against one of those legs before it attacks. It grabs the prey, wraps it up until it's immobilised in sticky silk. Imagine those people that wrap your suitcase in plastic wrap at the airport. And then once there's no struggling going on, it will bite down several times before it then eventually eats because it's got to let that weak, weak venom we talked about before start to liquefy the guts of the prey. Yeah, so they are documented to really feed on web-based spiders, things like cupboard spiders, black widows, but definitely going after spiders that are a similar size to them, like the comb-footed spiders, for example. And these are all spiders that we commonly find in our houses here in Australia. 
all sort of related to like Black Widow family, the Seller Spider family. So it's kind of like um, your cousins or something hiding and <laughs> being the, the scary serial killer in your house that you weren't expecting. Okay. Nightmares I wasn't expecting from Sam Dixon. Thanks. Although... Researchers from the University of Canterbury did notice that the daddy longlegs made more mistakes when they were in alien webs. It was harder for them to interpret the vibrations they felt. And they observed that sometimes there would be a counterattack from the prey spider. And while the daddy longlegs might lose a long leg, they never lost their long life. Which is good, because they've got a lot to live for. So, sexy stuff... With daddy long legs. I mean, they're called daddy long legs, so they must be sexy, right? Because that just sounds a bit kinky. <laughs> I, I love the joke that is like when the scientists were naming the daddy long legs, they're like, this spider has really long legs. And then the other scientist goes, hmm, not kinky enough. So they named it daddy long legs. <laughs> It's sort of true, though. It's like, where did this name come from? And look, these are your potential housemates we're talking about, so it's good to have some info on their social habits before you commit to a two-year lease. A lot of spiders actually will be able to store the sperm for quite a long period of time. Oh, but don't worry. It's not like they store it in the pantry or something. I suppose unless the spider is in your pantry. And look, it shouldn't be all about the daddies. It's also all about the mummy long legs. Well, so for these particular spiders, I mean, quite a few spiders are good mothers, um, but for these particular spiders, they, because I guess they're up in their web, they need to be a little bit careful about where they lay their eggs. They actually wrap their eggs up in this beautiful little sack that they'll carry around with them until the little ones are ready to hatch. Um, once they're hatched, they're on their own, of course, but up until then, she'll, the mother will actually look after these eggs and carry them around, make sure that nobody else gets to them. I'm just trying to imagine what a tiny little incy-wincy baby daddy long legs would look like. Oh, super cute. <laughs> do they come out with long legs already? They sure do. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just miniature versions of mum and dad. <laughs> and even though they might turn to cannibalism when times are rough, the mummy long legs seems to avoid eating her own babies. She just eats someone else's. What a good mum. Why are they so successful? The success of the daddy long legs has a lot to do with urbanisation. You talk about the impacts that humans have on biodiversity. I mean, for the vast majority of species, if we have any kind of contact with them, they die out, right? We, have, we do terrible things to our environments. And yet there are some really, really rare species like this one where we come in, we change the whole environment, and they're like, yep, this is my home now. And, and they kind of just, they take on board whatever changes we've made and they live alongside us. And I think that that's something to be celebrated. The homes that we build are kind of perfect habitats for these spiders. The name is Cellar Spider. We find them in our, our habitats more than we do in the, in the wild, I guess, these days, because we provide a nice, warm, temperature-controlled shelter. We leave our lights on, which attract bugs, which attract spiders, and then the daddy longlegs have a nice, plentiful supply of food. 
It's a combination of evolving in a similar kind of environment that allows them to kind of be pre-adapted for our spaces. So say, you know, they lived in caves or something like that. That would set them up perfectly to be cellar spiders, right? But there's also a certain level of adaptability you have to have. I mean, caves wouldn't have cats in them or you know, vacuums. And so for a species to be able to adapt so much to a new environment, they have to be pre-adapted to it. They need to kind of have the genetic makeup that allows them to live in a similar kind of environment, but they also need to be adaptable and able to take on new challenges. And I guess thanks to the myth that they're not going to bite us and they're completely harmless, which that one is not a myth, that's that's pretty true. We don't consider these spiders dangerous. The fact that we're not, you know, aggressively sweeping them out of our houses and using insecticides on them, we basically accepted them as part of the family and part of the households. Oh, oh, there's one just under there. What the Duck is an ABC RN, an ABC Science oh, production. Yeah, just in that little corner. I'm Ann Jones, and Patria Ladgrove makes this program along with me. We make it on Ghana and Wadawurrung country. So that's five. Oh, and if you're wondering how many spiders Charlie and Liv found on their spider hunt. So how many daddy long legs? Five, five. which means I got the closest guess. No. Because I guess three, four, five. And then I, I guess seven. Seven, six, five. Draw. <laughs> Draw. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.